Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Get ready, folks. BS narrative alarm from the Democrats. It's coming. It's coming. They're telegraphing all the signs, preparing with their media allies for another boom media narrative. You're not going to want to miss this one. I've got a loaded show for you today on on a, just a slow news day. We only have the hoax impeachment hearing continuing the IG report coming out. Uh, we still have the Pensacola incident Friday. Uh, it's just a ton of things going on. Absolutely loaded show for you today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you on this uh, fine Monday, sir? I'm doing real well, man. I'm just waiting for that IG report to come out like everybody else. You know? Yeah, I know. And I'm going to tell you what I'm hearing, uh, what's what I think is in it what I think the red flags are going to be. So don't go anywhere. Again, we've got a loaded show, but I want you to be prepared. I'm going to open up today with this BS narrative. Get ready. It's already coming, folks. I've warned you, but uh, Jerry Nadler, known hoaxer, discredited conspiracy theorist, already kind of hinted this weekend with the hapless Chuck Todd, uh, what they're going to, where they're going to go with this next. All right, let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by buddies at Teeter. Teeter, ladies and gentlemen, I'd be lost without Teeter. They are the leader, the world's leader in inversion tables. What is inversion? It's the process of, of basically you turn upside down on the table in a controlled fashion. Obviously, it's very easy to do. It's not difficult at all. And it uses the power of gravity to elongate your spine, elongate your spine. It, it, it takes the compression off your spine, your joints. I love it. As you know, I complain all the time about my vicious arthritis. I would be lost without the teeter inversion table decompressing on a teeter inversion table for just a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine, including mine. I do it multiple times a day to maintain a healthy, supple spine and an active lifestyle without the pain. If you have back pain, even if you don't have back pain, get a teeter, invert every day and keep your back and joints healthy, supple, flexible, and fresh. I feel like a new man when I get off it. It decompresses my spine. It's great for my bad shoulders too. Listen, some products I talk about, I use regularly. Some I don't. The teeter inversion table I use twice a day. Before the show also gives me a little bit of a, Teeter high wakes me up in the morning. I love it. Get that blood flow to the brain. Over three minutes, right? Over three million people put their trust in Teeter, the best known name and inversion table since 1981. For a limited time, you can get Teeter's brand new 2019 upgraded model of the inversion table, the Teeter Fit Spine, with bonus accessories, stretch max handles, and an easy reach ankle system, plus a free inversion program mat with 24 illustrated stretches and exercises. Teeter Inversion Tables have thousands of reviews on Amazon. They're rated at 4.6 stars. And you'll, this, uh, with this deal, you'll get $150 off when you go to Teeter, T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. Free shipping, free return, 60-day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk for you to try it out. You can only get the new 2019 Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table plus a free inversion program at by going to teeter.com slash Dan. That's T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. Go today, check it out. You're going to love it. All right, Joe, let's get right to it. As I said, BS narrative alarm, folks, get ready. It's they coming. lost it on the Mueller probe. They lost it on the collusion hoax. <laughs> they lost it on the uh, the follow-up uh, impeachment hoax with the fake quid pro quo. So where are they going next? Let's get right to it. There is a, a combination of, of two intellectual... Uh, 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 <laughs> I was going to say giants sarcastically, but I'm afraid people are going to cut that and take me seriously. Here are these two uh, nimwits. Chuck Todd and Jerry Nadler on this weekend show. And Jerry Nadler's queuing us all up as to the next hoax they're going to perpetrate after they blow it on impeachment. Check this out. Let me ask you this. If he's acquitted, do you believe we'll have a fair election in 2020? I don't know. 
The president, uh, based on his past performance, will do everything he can to make it not a fair election. And that is part of what gives us the urgency uh, to proceed with this impeachment. Oh, oh, boy, geez. the hoax impeachment thing is going on again right now. It's total embarrassment. I refuse to play any cuts from it. It's just really stupid. Folks, here's what they're doing. I warned you before. I'm going to warn you again. And Chuck Todd is playing right into it, of course. Full-time liberal activist, fake news journalist, fake news professional. Chuck Todd is a professional at fake news. Here's where they're going to go with this. When this thing fails in the Senate, this impeachment farce, which it will, they will be humiliated in the Senate. They'll probably lose some Republicans on the House side, too, who will vote against the articles of impeachment themselves. They are going to say what, Joe? He just told you. Yeah. They're going to say, you see? You see what happened, folks? Donald Trump beat the system again. And look what happened. He's already asked the Russians for help. Not true. He asked the Ukrainians for help. Not true. Now the 2020 election is compromised because we don't know, Joe, right. behind the scenes, who else he asked for help with in winning in 2020. Please tell me you're tracking yeah, this because this yeah. is exactly where this is going. Yes, yes. Now, I suggested to you before, I'm hearing from my sources, that their next Donald Trump colluded with fill in the blank. Remember, the first it was Russians, fake story. Then it was Ukrainians, fake story. The next one is going to be Turkey. And I'm not talking about gobble, gobble. Mm. I'm talking about the country, Turkey. That's coming next. Get ready. Get ready. And the narrative post-2020 election, if President Trump wins re-election, which I'll, I'm going to talk about some polls in a little while, too. It'll be in the show notes today as well. Devastating swing state polls. If he wins re-election, Joe, immediately... Day oh. The day after, just like they did yeah. last time, we will see in the uh, liberal activist Washington Post and their fake news compadres over at the New York Times, you will see stories about, is this legitimate? <laughs> Who did he collude with now? Remember, they've gone full Pravda. <laughs> I want you to be prepared for this. Now, I've done some homework for you because I know. I know your liberal friends who are typically clueless, and I get your emails. Oh, Dan, you can't knock the liberals. We want to convert them. I'm not interested. I'm not interested at all. Liberals are a lost cause. Trust me. However, as I've said to you often, there are third parties who listen when you debate liberals. This is a perfect time for this example, because what I'm about to play for you with Obama is proof positive <laughs> that the liberals don't stand for anything, nothing, that they're total hypocrites. When you are debating your liberal friends, I strongly encourage you to accept the premise that you can do nothing to penetrate their adamantium skulls. They are convinced Trump is uh, Idi Amin, is a, is a Nazi, all the most atrocious comparisons you can make. You will not convince them. So you say, well, why waste your time? Because my experience in running for office a few times, and I think that's why this podcast presents an invaluable perspective and losing, by the mm -hmm. way, I don't take, right, we lost. It didn't work out. Right. Thank God it didn't, because I think we're far more powerful here. Is when you're debating liberals, which I have often, the liberals lost, but the third party listening to the back and forth can easily be persuaded. It's happened to me many times. I always tell that story at the Maryland State Fair in Baltimore County when I was arguing with this teacher about school choice, and she was just yelling and screaming, and I was presenting her with facts. And a guy came up to me later and said, you know what? I got to tell you. I didn't believe your school choice argument. He said, but I, I'm, this is, I'm not messing with you. And he's like, you were very persuasive there. He said, I'm going to have to look into that. And I remembered that for the rest of my life. It's the third party listening. So what I'm about to play now is not for the hardcore liberals. It's for the third parties who will be listening. This is video of President Obama himself 
suggesting that Jerry Nadler, Schiff, and the hapless Democrats' new hypothesis, fake hoax, that the 2020 election is going to be compromised too because President Trump colluded with a foreign government and it decimated our electoral integrity. This is two clips of President (laughs) Obama in the Rose Garden before the 2016 election suggesting that any suggestion that someone could compromise our elections, foreign governments, is a total, complete hoax. And here's clip number one. If you don't accept the results of what Obama is swearing are our legitimate elections, you were in fact the problem. You'd think he'd be elected Jerry Nadler right now. Check out cut one, Barack Obama telling the Democrats essentially right now how crazy they are for fighting the integrity of our elections. Check this out. One of the great things about America's democracy is we have a vigorous, sometimes bitter political contest. And when it's done, historically, regardless of party, the person who loses the election congratulates the winner, reaffirms our democracy, and we move forward. That's how democracy survives, because uh, we recognize that there's something more important than any individual campaign, and that is making sure that the integrity uh, and trust in our institutions sustains itself because democracy by definition works by consent not by force Uh, i have never seen in my lifetime or in modern political history uh, any presidential candidate trying to discredit the elections and the election process before votes have even taken place. It's unprecedented. <laughs> you, yes. you, what? you just saw it. Is Obama going to revise that statement? Are we going to get a public statement from now former President Barack Obama <laughs> condemning Jerry Nadler? You understand? That's Obama. I did not I, mess with that. That is a continuous thought cut only for time, not for content. That is Barack Obama himself suggesting that if you don't accept the results, that you are anti-democratic. Quote, this is how democracy survives. Yet Jerry Nadler is already suggesting, as Obama said, I've never seen it. I've never seen this before an election, ever. Questioning the results of an election before an election. never seen it. He just did it. He just, your liberal friends now, because they have zero, zero, a donut for principles, none. Cannot explain that away. How their 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 leader, their golden calf, Barack Obama, the Messiah, messianic figure for them. How before the election they spoke with one symbiotic voice that our election process is sacred, questioning it is anti-democratic, questioning it will imperil our democracy. This is how democracy survives, Joe. Accepting elections. Uh-huh. What kind of an idiot questions an election? As Obama's words, before a vote is even cast, what kind of a moron does that? The answer is Jerry Nadler, that kind of a moron. <laughs> it gets worse. I was going to make this one big segment, but Joe always said, general rule, he always tells me here, being a radio, we shouldn't make them more than a minute and a half each. People, you know, if, <laughs> even Obama's, uh, you know, heresy here, you'll lose interest. So I cut it into two. Yeah. Here's the second part. It's about a minute long. 
where Obama suggests even worse, that the, even the suggestion that elections are rigged is really the hallmark of an imbecile. <laughs> Again, completely ignoring the fact at the time that his own party was about to do the same thing. He knew it, by the way. He was knee deep in Spygate. Check this out, Obama, part two. This is Golden's. This is crazy. Check this out. It happens to be based on no facts. Every expert, regardless of political party, regardless of ideology, conservative or liberal, who has ever examined these issues in a serious way will tell you that instances of significant voter fraud are not to be found that, keep in mind, elections are run by state and local officials, which means that uh, there are places like Florida, for example, where you've got a Republican governor whose Republican appointees are going to be running uh, and monitoring a whole bunch of these election sites. The notion that somehow if Mr. Trump loses Florida, it's because of those people that you have to watch out for. That is both irresponsible and, by the way, doesn't really show the kind of leadership and toughness that you'd want out of a president. You start whining before the game's even over. If, if, if whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else, then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Democrats want to pretend none of that ever happened, that Rose Garden speech. You're whining before they get... You mean like Jerry Nadler was just whining about the 2020 election? You mean like that guy? And then you're blaming someone else. You mean like Jerry Nadler, Shady Schiff, and Nancy Pelosi blaming the Russians, the Ukrainians, or Hillary Clinton, uh, Macedonian server farms. I mean, Hillary Clinton had so... I forgot all the blames uh, she's no. placed on everyone else but her for losing the election. couldn't even find Wisconsin on a map. Again, none of this matters anymore because when Obama said that, no, we meant it then, we just don't mean it now. Why? Because you never meant it at all. Because you have no principles. I thought of one other example. Um, I was reading Lee Smith's excellent book, um, The Plot Against the President, this weekend. And there's an interesting piece in there that I don't think has gotten a lot of press coverage, which is a shame. There is a piece in his book where he describes the, again, the gross hypocrisy of Democrats. Remember this opening segment, I'm talking about their, the just astounding hypocrisy of these hoaxers. Nadler, the 2020 election's not legitimate, Chuck Todd. It's not, that's their narrative. Obama, you're an idiot if you suggest elections aren't legitimate. They don't care, like they have no principles. And I read this other piece, which reminds me of another piece of rank hypocrisy. Back in 2013, sleazeball Adam Schiff actually appeared on RT. A Russian propaganda network. That's in, by the way, their own complaints about the Mueller and everyone else, that RT's Russian propaganda. Mm. They were helping Trump. Adam Schiff was on the network. They claim is Russian propaganda. That's their claim, by the way. They allege it's full-blown Russian propaganda. I, full disclosure, I was on RT debating a liberal. Many times, Tom Hartman. Is he a Russian propagandist? I don't know. I didn't work there. I just debated on the channel. Schiff was on the channel. Get a load of this, Joe. Talking about what? You may say, oh, so what? He's a hypocrite for saying RT's Russian propaganda and appearing on there? No, no, that's bad enough. Yeah. It gets better. What was he on RT talking about? It's in Lee Smith's book. Mm, do tell. He was talking about, Joe, 
how the FISA court is could be trouble and it needs to be more transparent. You know, the court yeah. they used to spy on Trump. Folks, I'm not making any of this up. Wow. I'm not making any of this. This yes. Wow is right. Yeah. This is real. This actually happened. So Nadler, man, this is this 2020 election is not legit, Chuck. It's a Chuck like, oh, huh? you know, Chuck, <laughs> liberal propagandist, full time activist, you know, nodding his head like a like a dopey seal waiting for them to throw like a sardine to him. You know, yeah, that's right, Chuck. That's right, Jerry. Yeah, right. This is right. Jackie. <laughs> I got True. more Chuck Todd. Don't go True. anywhere. I haven't even gotten oh. to Chuck Todd getting absolutely wrecked by Ted Cruz. I haven't even gotten that's to that cool yet. One. Or the IG yeah. report. But I know it was, right? There are, these are total hypocrites. They're already setting up the exact narrative Barack Obama warned us about. Questioning elections is undemocratic. Jerry Nadler, we need to question elections. Yeah. It's the peak of democracy now. And then Adam Schiff, RT's Russian propaganda. And the FISA courts are legit. Except the fact that sleazeball Adam Schiff was on RT talking about how the FISA courts could have a serious problem with transparency. <sighs> Every day I wake up, what kind of liberal stupidity are we going to have to combat today? All right, you know what? Let me get to this, uh, this second spot because I want to roll through this with Chuck Todd getting absolutely annihilated by Ted Cruz. Chuck Todd, you'd think by chance, just by chance, once in a while would win a debate on his own show where the rules are rigged. Not even by chance can he win a debate. This guy is the second dumbest guy in media, only behind Brian Stelter, who is always the gold medal winner in the stupid Olympics every single time. All right, I'll get to that in a second. Today, also, the J Show also brought to me one of my favorite sponsors. They're back, Joe. They're back. Oh, here we the go. The Duke. Here we go. The Duke. Duke Cannon. I know. Joe's getting ready. Here we go. <laughs> what is Duke Cannon? Ladies and gentlemen, this, and what am I showing you here? If you see this on the YouTube, I'm showing you their solid cologne. This is their air scent, right? Now, if you look inside, there's a big scoop missing. Well, why is that? Because it was my birthday dinner this weekend out with the lovely Paula at the local restaurant, Evo, which I love, which was fantastic. She is. You see the photo. Nice. Look how great she looked, how rough looking I am on the face. But she's always a stunner. I like that shirt, <laughs> by the way. That was one of my faves. So let's just say in the interest of keeping the show family friendly, we had a good time. But there's a large scoop of Ducanon solid cologne missing because this stuff is the bomb diggity dog. Hey, can a bar of soap be patriotic, too? That's a lot to ask. It's just a bar of soap, after all. Doesn't get a little flag and wave it around. Consider this. Duke Cannon, superior quality grooming goods for hardworking men are tested by soldiers, not boy bands, folks. Duke Cannon partners with active duty military to develop new ideas and review products. Anything that doesn't meet the high standards of soldiers, it doesn't happen. Our boys at Duke Cannon, we love them. Duke Cannon's committed to giving back to men and women serving our country. A portion of their proceeds directly supports veterans. Nice job. Duke Cannon sells basically everything you need for manhood and nothing you don't. They have their big ass brick of soap which I shower with every day, if you're interested. Modeled after the rough-cut brick-style soap used by GIs during the Korean War. It smells like manhood and the great outdoors. I threw that in there because it's true. They have their news anchor, Pomade, the perfect brand of medium hold and matte finish and sandalwood scent. I don't have a lot of hair, so I don't need the Pomade, but it's damn good, I can tell you that. The beard wash, nice. Superior grade shaving cream, a barbershop grade formula for men of higher taste, not for clowns. There's no clowns here. <laughs> and there's solid cologne. A foolproof way to smell good on the go. 
It's cologne bomb that's TSA friendly. It doesn't make you smell like you were attacked by the mall perfume lady. You will smell like manhood all around. When you're using Ducana's big ass brick of soap or premier hair goods that give you news anchor thick hair or beard and shaving goods that help you put your best face forward, don't be surprised if you start humming the national anthem. Visit Duke Cannon. That's D-U-K-E. Canon, C-A-N-N-O-N.com right now and get 15% off your first order with the promo code Bongino. Free shipping on orders over $35. Go to Duke Canon today. Promo code Bongino for 15% off. Good luck on date night. Hmm. All right, folks. Back to the show. <laughs> All right. So as if Chuck Todd didn't get humiliated enough for showing his uh, to America, for being a full-time liberal activist and promoting Jerry Nadler's new hoax. The 2020 election's illegitimate. Trump colluded with fill in the blanks, dude. Chuck Todd decides he's going to try to present a uh, fair and balanced. <laughs> what a joke. And have Ted Cruz on. Listen, folks, um, I, 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 full disclosure, I like Ted Cruz. I, I endorsed him. Not that my endorsement matters for anything. I'm not that much of an egomaniac, but I like Ted Cruz. I've liked him a lot from the start. You do not want to debate Ted Cruz. You don't. I mean, he's just a no. super smart guy who's sharp as a tack, and he pretty much annihilates everybody he goes yeah. up in a debate with. So why Chuck Todd thought having Ted Cruz on his weekend show was going to be a good idea um, is beyond me. It's good for us because I get to humiliate Chuck Todd, the second dumbest guy in media, uh, but really bad for him. So here's Chuck Todd promoting full-blown conspiracy theories and the conspiracy theory Chuck Todd's promoting, before I put this clip on, is that the Ukrainian interference in the 2016 election, we all know happened. It's been thoroughly documented. Court cases, media reports, on the record statements. Watch Chuck Todd go full Pravda, full media Pravda, and pretend what we know happened didn't happen so he can advance his liberal bona fides. Check this out. Here's the game the media is playing because Russia interfered. The media pretends nobody else did. Ukraine blatantly interfered in our election. The sitting ambassador from Ukraine wrote an op-ed blasting Donald Do Trump during the election season. Do you know season. why he did that? That is what unusual. Donald, what did Donald Trump? What did Donald Trump as a candidate say about Ukraine and Crimea during the election that might have so, inspired so you're the ambassador? They had disagreements with no, Donald Trump and I, they wanted Hillary saying, Clinton to get elected. Okay, so they wrote an op-ed. A wrote Ukrainian parliamentarian. That is the difference. What you're a, saying a, a, is. You're saying a pickpocket, which essentially is a Hill op-ed, compared to Bernie Madoff and Vladimir Putin. You're, you're trying well, to make, you're trying to equal, make them both seem equal. I don't, I don't understand that. Chuck, Chuck, I understand that you want to dismiss Ukrainian interference because, A, they were trying to get Hillary Clinton elected, which is what the vast majority of the media wanted anyway. And, B, it's inconvenient for the narrative. You know, it's hysterical. Two years ago, there was article after article after article in the mainstream media about Ukrainian interference in the elections. But now the Democrats have no evidence of a crime, no evidence of violating the law. And so suddenly Ukrainian interference is treated as the media clutches their pearls. Oh, my goodness. You can't say that. Last week, Chuck, you called Senator John Kennedy basically a stooge for Putin. I did not. The press but needs don't to basically. stop being ridiculous Senator, and just and, and, and are you acting concerned? like they work for Adam Schiff. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Chuck got a little tongue tied. I'm good. Sorry. Hit the mic. Good. We're good. Show's over. Sorry. <laughs> I, 
Listen, I tweeted that thing out probably 20 times this weekend, and I could tell it triggered liberals. Wasn't that good, Joe? Liberals were going crazy. You know what? I I know I've got them in a corner, (laughs) like like, like I'm totally penned in when their response is, and it's it's, go to my Twitter feed. I'm at D Bongino. Look, I tweeted it like five or six times, (laughs) that that, that piece, that that, uh, video. Read their responses. It's all canned. Did we watch the same interview? <laughs> yeah, we did. You just got owned. You got totally wrecked. That's their only response because they have no legitimate response. Paula, you might throw up the political <sighs> article. This has not yet been retracted. I'm sorry to keep doing this to you, but imbeciles and morons like Chuck Todd, the second dumbest guy in media, he's, he's trying to win, be number one, but he's still second. Politico, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. January 11th of 2017. This article has not been taken down. It documents thoroughly by a left-wing media source, Politico, totally in the can for the Democrats. It documents facts about how Ukrainians interfered with DNC contractors. Ukrainians <laughs> interfered using Alexandra Chalupa worked at the DNC. It, inter- it goes through how, how they were concerned, how these court cases were happening in Ukraine. There is not a serious question anymore about Ukrainian interference in the 2016 election. I don't know what to tell you other than Chuck Todd is a moron. Or, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't know any other. Is, here's A. Chuck's really dumb, which is possible because he's not bright. We know that he's not bright. It is possible he's a moron. It's possible. Or option two, that he's not a moron. He's just, you know, not that bright. Right. And he's just outright lying. Cruz just destroyed him. How do you recover? Chuck, exit the stage left. Just leave the show. You should have resigned after that. You should have resigned and turned your show over to a semi-competent individual with an IQ above 67 because it's not you. The reports are out there. If that is untrue, that Politico story about the extensive involvement of the Ukrainians in the 2016 election to help Hillary and hurt Donald Trump, why is it still on their website? Simple question, man. Why? Why? I, I, You've gone full Pravda. I don't get it. I've got one Joe, for you. don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, I, man. That, been waiting for it's, that. We should, shall we call that? That's option C. No, Joe, I'm sorry. You're right. I screwed up. Option B, Chuck's a moron. Option, <laughs> excuse me, option A, Chuck's a moron. Option B, he's just not that bright, but he's a bad liar. Option C, we're going to call... <laughs> The dude hypothesis. The dude hypothesis is this. Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion. That's the dude. That's option C. If that doesn't make any sense, it's not supposed to because none of this makes any sense. Because Chuck Todd is a discredited conspiracy theory promoting hack. Folks, did you see him, by the way? He didn't even, he's such a terrible debater on his own show. That he didn't even refute Cruz's initial premise. He simply responds by justifying it. I don't know if you missed it. You can rewind on the YouTube or the audio. But he says, so let me get this straight, Cruz. You're saying that because the Ukrainian ambassador actually wrote an op-ed in The Hill attacking Donald Trump, that that's the equivalent of 
the Russian fake hoax colluding with, I mean, you understand how he didn't refute that the Ukrainians I, interfered. You get this, right, Joe? I didn't Joe? catch it. I'm glad he you acknowledges said that. I didn't, it didn't come to mind. That the yeah. Ukrainians interfered. Yeah. He, all he does is argue the degree of it. All right, good catch, Bray. He, uh, he's yeah. not arguing that it happened. He's, Chuck Todd is simply justifying that it happened by arguing that the degree was minimal. My man, yeah. By the way, he avoids all the other stuff. The Lashenko Nelly Orr connection. Nelly Orr on the record saying she got information from this Ukrainian parliamentarian, which she used as Oppo research. The Chalupa Ukrainian embassy story. She he ignores all that, Chuck. He's simply he's not arguing whether it happened. He's arguing the degree. Full, like I told you, this guy is a pathetic excuse for a journalist and is now a full-blown liberal activist and should be treated as nothing more. The media, folks, is dead and buried. Bury it. It's over. There is no honest journalism anymore. All right. So we have this IG report coming out, folks. This is going to be critical. This is coming out today. Um, from what I'm hearing, it's probably going to go public a little bit afternoon sometime. Um, afternoon, not afternoon. Um, two separate words. We will see what's in there. From what I'm hearing from people, there are a couple of things I want to focus on. I want to prepare you because tomorrow's show is going to be inarguably a can't miss Stan Bongino show. I'm hoping to blow up our viewer numbers because we've been all over this case for a long time. But I want you to get ready for some potential ups and downs. First, let me put up this story from Carter Page. Carter Page being the subject of this is a Fox News story. It will be up in the show notes today by Greg Reed. Carter Page on eve of the DOJ's IG report says findings will only tell part of the story. Folks, in my opinion, having met Carter Page, spoken to him um, and followed him for a long time. Carter Page, as many of you know, some may not. Carter Page was the Trump campaign foreign policy advisor member who was the target of the warrant to spy on the Trump team. Right. Now, the Democrats will argue, oh, no, Carter Page had left the Trump team by the time they were spying on him, so they weren't trying on the spying on the Trump campaign. That, of course, is a garbage, nonsense talking point made up by Democrats, because once you use a FISA warrant to spy on Carter Page, you get all his emails from when he was with the Trump team and calls and all of that stuff. So just disregard that's a dopey liberal talking point for idiots who believe it. And I'm sorry if you got baited in by that, uh, that nonsense. It's just a sucker's talking point, okay? Carter Page is smarter than people give him credit for. Page is suggesting here, Joe, and I believe him, that the, OG, the OIG report is not covering the whole story. What does he mean by that? I covered this a little bit last week, so I don't want to dig too deeply into it now, so I'll sum it up in a nutshell. Michael Horowitz, who's going to release this report today, it's his, he's the inspector general for the Department of Justice, is not the inspector general for the intelligence community. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as I believe I've documented thoroughly in my books, Spygate and Exonerated, and through these podcasts and my correspondences with you on Twitter and social media, I believe the intelligence community misled politicians, Harry Reid and others, and the FBI with intelligence they knew had been discredited to open up a case. Now, caveat emptor, buyer beware. I am not suggesting the FBI is blameless. They continued the investigation after being hoaxed into opening it into the Trump team and Carter Page. They continued it when they found out the information they had been using was false. Nice. They're equally as liable as the intelligence community. But- but on the initiation question, I believe Page is onto something. 
Horowitz's report is likely going to run some interference, sadly, for the FBI. And it's likely to indicate that the investigation may have been predicated on what the FBI deemed to be satisfactory information. That, that part does not absolve the FBI. This is why I don't want you to be Debbie Downer today. Please. That does not absolve the FBI from continuing what they learned no later, no later than January of 2017, likely earlier, but no later than January of 2017 was a total sham investigation. Don't get down. Do not buy into the Washington Post, New York Times spin today. This is what they're coming. Get ready for it, folks. Page is right. Horowitz doesn't have the whole story. He doesn't know the extent of the involvement of the intelligence community because he's not the inspector general for them. Now, the question will become, does Horowitz have access? Did he have access to the, uh, the, the uh, EC, the electronic communication? To open an investigation in the FBI, you need an EC, an electronic communication. Where is that? It's been classified. We need to see it because if it has information from the intelligence community that's false, did Horowitz have access to that? If not, ladies and gentlemen, tautologically, he doesn't have information to draw that conclusion. Do you see my point in this, Joe? Sure. If Horowitz is going to say, hey, the FBI made some mistakes, but opened the investigation for the right reasons, and the follow-up question is, well, what were the reasons they opened it? And Horowitz's answer is, I don't know. I haven't seen it. You can't make that call. Right. So don't buy this BS nonsense from the New York Times and Washington Post that I'm telling you is coming out. Their headline's going to be, Spying was appropriate. No, they won't call it spying. Investigation was appropriate. Get ready. Now, showing you how the Times has been in on this the whole time. And by the way, thank you to everyone who listened to my interview with Greg Jarrett. It was, it's going to be, I think, by the time this is done, one of our most listened to interviews. We've only done four with Pop It Up, but it's already exploding. Mm. Greg Jarrett, the author of Witch Hunt, was on with me on Friday. We released it on Sunday mornings on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. Please check it out and subscribe. Greg goes into this as well. What is the BS origin story used to start this investigation? Now, as the New York Times tried to gaslight us with a long time ago by their, their leaks in December of 2017, Joe, here's the New York Times story. How the Russia inquiry began. A campaign aide. They're talking about Papadopoulos. Yeah. Drinks and talk of political dirt. Ladies and gentlemen, the Times has been setting us up because they're full problem. It's not a serious journalism out the entire time to make us believe the Papadopoulos downer story started this investigation. It is not true. As Greg Jarrett and I discuss extensively in our interview, I encourage you to watch. The dossier is what started this. Why does the FBI and everyone else in the deep state want to get away from that true version of events, Joe? Because the dossier was a political document yes. with no information in it that was actually accurate, paid for by a political opponent. They want you to believe this agnostic, you know, secular mind. Alexander Downer was talking his Trump campaign. He was so disturbed by what Papadopoulos said. They started an investigation over it. It is not true. Listen to me. Bullet point. The dossier started this thing. The FBI got duped and allowed themselves to continue to be duped by Hillary's political oppo research. That is it. That is the story. The Times has been setting you up the whole time. And, and the question today, you're saying, how does this relate to the IG report? 
Did Horowitz get duped by this? Greg Jarrett seems to think he did. We will know by this afternoon. I think he did too. That is not how this case started. It is factually incorrect. They were meeting with Christopher Steele in early July before the case started in London while the United Kingdom was passing intelligence to the Obama administration about Trump. None of that's in dispute. It is clear as day the dossier started this. Now, this is an important point as well. And stay tuned, by the way. I got some stuff coming up with the Washington Post that's going to make you laugh from the NRSC tweet, the National Republican Senatorial Committee. <laughs> it's so even Paula like this one. Final question with this IG report today. Is there a paper trail for the verification process or failure of said verification process when it came to steal? So now we know this. We know Horowitz doesn't have the whole story. I know the intelligence community misled the FBI into opening the case. I know the FBI continued the case despite knowing it was based on a fake, doss fake dossier. Was Horowitz you know, manipulated into believing the, the Papadopoulos story rather than the dossier started this? But finally, where was the paper trail if the dossier did start this, which I believe it did? Where was the paper trail verifying Christopher Steele's information in said dossier? Where was it? Folks, the, Wood, the Woods procedure, which is a verification process on paper, where you're supposed to verify source information before you spy on people. They source, you got to spy on that guy. He's getting ready to initiate a terror attack. You have to verify that information. There is a file created. The word I'm getting, ladies and gentlemen, is the file. There's a file, all right. And it says how the information isn't verified. Now, what's the problem with that? Well, as you can see in this piece uh, by The Hill from a while ago, these are older pieces by Katie Bo Williams. From 2018, GOP memo alleges bias against Trump and FBI probe. What's the key takeaway from this piece? Well, I want you to read this piece, uh, this part of the piece by about Andy McCabe, who was the deputy director of the FBI. According to the document, information from the so-called Steele dossier was essential to the acquisition of surveillance warrants on Trump campaign aide Carter Page. It claims that then-Deputy Director Andrew McCabe told the committee in December that without the information from the Steele dossier, no surveillance warrant for Page would have been sought. Ladies and gentlemen, you understand how devastating this is? Ooh. Do you understand this? Now, McCabe has disputed that. He says, oh, that's not really what I said. Well, that seems to be what you said according to the reporting on it. So now we know, according to public reporting, that they were manipulated into opening this case. They continued it anyway. The dossier was a hoax. You started it because of the dossier and your then deputy director, according to reporting and this Hill memo, has said this case wouldn't have existed without the dossier you didn't verify. Folks, do not buy the gaslighting efforts by the full-blown Pravda Soviet Union-style media today. I'm telling you, even if that's the best read of the case, and they go on to say it may have been properly predicated Everybody stand fast. Stand easy, as I used to say at the police academy on the muster deck. Stand easy. They don't have anything. The Durham report is coming up. If this is the best, most generous read of this thing, that you manipulated documents, started your case with a hoax dossier, and, and failed to verify it, it's going to be a really bad day at the office, folks. 
All right, I've got a lot more coming. Stay tuned. I've got Washington Post headlines going to make you laugh here. This is just the hilarity of the Pravda Washington Post. This is what a joke. Democracy dies in the darkness. You are the darkness, dude. You are the actual darkness. The Washington Post is pathetic. All right, today's show finally brought to you by buddies at Helix Sleep. Listen, I needed them this weekend. Man, we had a good weekend, but a little rough, very busy, a lot of work. We had a construction nightmare going on in my house, and we were tired. Thanks, the Helix Sleep. We have two of the most comfortable mattresses. Well, not for, we don't sleep on two. We have one for me and one for my youngest daughter. Helix Sleep, what makes their mattresses different? Folks, they have a quiz. It takes two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you, not for someone else. You a side sleeper, a hot sleeper? You like a plush bed? You like a firm bed? With Helix, there's no more confusion, no more guesswork, and not no more compromising. Why would you get a generic mattress made for somebody else? Helix Sleep is rated the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine and is definitely the number one mattress in the Dan Bongino household. We love our Helix Sleep mattress. It is and so it's like sleeping on a cloud. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress. It'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. You will. You will love your Helix Sleep mattress. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go today. You will love the Helix Sleep mattress, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Okay. It's already been a loaded show, 40-something minutes in, and we've covered just about the whole cornucopia of information you're going to see today. I wanted to hit this one more thing here. Oh, you know what? Let's do this one first. Let's do this Washington Post story before I get to the Washington Post headlines, because I want you to be ready for this one more component. It's kind of a continuation of the last block. Get ready and fully expect and be prepared for the vicious, ruthless, savage attacks on Attorney General Bill Barr to get even more grotesque and vile. Why? I'm hearing rumors. I'll put this Washington Post headline up in a minute. I'm hearing rumors out there that Barr is prepared to attach a letter to this Horowitz report indicating he has some disagreements with its conclusions. Now, the Washington Post, you've gotten some whispers of this uh, in the, in, up at December 2nd when Devlin Barrett, noted insider, uh, with the National Security Committee who gets the leaks. He had this headline, Barr disputes key inspector general finding about FBI's Russia investigation. Now, as I've been telling you, you're days ahead of the news cycle. I think the key point here is, was the investigation into Trump predicated on legitimate evidence? If, if Inspector General Horowitz says yes, but Inspector General Horowitz doesn't know what the evidence was and Barr does, mm-hmm. then it's Barr's job to put a letter attaching this why he has some complaints. Now, even the Washington Post seems to agree about what I'm saying, that I think the FBI was misled by the intelligence community. Here's a quote from the Washington Post. The attorney general, Barr, has privately contended that Horowitz does not have enough information to reach the inclusion that the FBI had enough details in its hands at the time to justify opening the probe. Barr argues that other U.S. agencies, such as the CIA, may hold significant information that could alter Horowitz's conclusions on that point. According to the people familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss internal deliberations. Ladies and gentlemen, as I told you, you are way ahead of the news cycle here. 
Horowitz doesn't know what the CIA told the FBI to open this. How can you conclude the information to open it was accurate if you don't know what it was? Even the Washington Post's own spinners on the inside leaking them information are acknowledging that Barr may have information Horowitz doesn't. Therefore, expect the Washington Post, New York Times, and other fake news outlets. Expect them, if Barr does attach a letter indicating this, to double down on their personal attacks on Bill Barr to try to discredit him. They don't have anything else. And they are desperate to cover up their role in the biggest political spying scandal in American history. Full Pravda head, Mr. Sulu. Mm -hmm. Full Pravda head, damn the torpedoes. All right, this is kind of funny. Hat tip, Nathan Brand. Now, the National Republican Senatorial Committee. I saw this on his Twitter feed. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. I'm going to show you four headlines from the Washington Post. Not only will they attack Bill Barr viciously, ruthlessly, um, in a just disgusting, filthy, personal fashion, because they're not real journalists over there, of course. It's a swamp of uh, denizen of fools and idiots and liberal activists. Get ready for them to attack you, too. God forbid you call them out for their trying to hide the Ukrainian interference with the Democrats, trying to hide their hoaxing with the Russian collusion hoax, trying to hide their known conspiracy with foreign intel, British intel, Australians and others in the 2016 election. If you do any of that, you will be called a Russian stooge or an asset. Here you go. Washington Post opinion page. Headline (laughs) number one. It has come to this. Ted Cruz is Putin's stooge. Washington Post headline number two, opinion page. Mitch McConnell is a Russian asset. Washington Post headline number three, opinion column. Here are 18 reasons Trump could be a Russian asset. Washington Post headline number four. Now, the entire Republican Party is becoming a Russian asset. Oh, my gosh, folks. I mean... You know, uh, uh, what do you say? I mean, how do you really respond to that? <laughs> so let me just be clear on this. The Republican Party, that whether you agree with them or not, I'd lean more towards a libertarian stance on our national security. But putting that aside for a moment, it's not personal about me this time. Right. Whether you believe in the Republican Party's three-stool approach to policy, one of them being a muscular foreign policy approach, you're telling me the party that has built its house on combating Russia, the prior Soviet Union, fighting against communism and socialism, they have built their entire political house on this. That now, because we disagree with your now debunked, discredited collusion, uh, collusion uh, hoax, that totally discredited, that we're the Russian stooges. The New York Times, the Washington Post, and others have been running interference for communism, socialism, the Russians, and anybody they can get their hands on that subscribes to their far left ideology for decades. And now that we've called them out, the Washington Post, for falling for the hoax Russian collusion disaster. They now try to flip the script and blame us for their debacle. We're all Russian stooges. Folks, again, this it's a total joke. I would be embarrassed to work there. I, could, I Don't ever, ever. You insult me all you want on Twitter. Don't ever call me a journalist. Ever. Ever. It's the worst thing you could call me. We do facts here. This isn't fake journalism. We do actual facts. Journalism's dead. Forget the word. Throw it in the garbage. It's synonymous with Fools, idiots, and swamp rats now. (sighs) 
All right. Some good news here. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats are on the run completely. Friday's job numbers were spectacular. Moving off the uh, collusion hoax and the Ukraine hoax for a minute. Friday's job numbers were stellar. Folks, I got to be honest with you here. Even I was surprised. I am not a Debbie Downer when it comes to President Trump or Danny Downer in my case or the economy. I'm just worried about the significant debt load we have. And I'm worried that the Democrats and rhino Republicans are going to spend us into an abyss we're not going to be able to escape from. I was expecting a number closer to 200,000 jobs created. Check out this Washington Examiner report. You'll see it in the show notes today by their editorial board. Strong jobs report is a disaster for doomsayers and Democrats. Disaster. Folks, 266,000 jobs. Do you have any idea what kind of number that is for a month? It was huge. 10 years into a recovery. This was an enormous number. There's a couple of takeaways for this and why this matters. I said in the beginning of the poll of of the show, I would address polls. Axios has a report out. I'll put it in the show notes today, even though they do a lot of fake news over there too. Swing state polls in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania have turned dramatically in the favor of President Trump. Dramatically. This impeachment hoax is blowing up on them. They're moving to other hoaxes and scandals. 2020 is not legitimate. I already showed you that in the beginning of the show, as you've seen. This is important stuff. The jobs report is a debacle for them because their fallback when all of this fails, impeachment, Mueller, collusion, Ukraine gate, whistleblower gate, when all this fails, Joe, their fallback is this. Let's make it a change election. But you're probably asking yourself now, change what? Folks, let's just be candid, okay? There are two kinds of elections out there. Simply. Things are going great. Vote for more of the same. Remember Ronald Reagan? We talked about it last week. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? So message number one in any election would be, I've instituted a set of policies that are working for you. Let's continue them. Just happened with, you know, Larry Hogan, who I'm not a huge fan of, a Republican in a blue state in Maryland, who, you know, acts like a rhino most of the time. But he got reelected in Maryland as a Republican in a landslide. His basic message was, hey, things are going great here. Why mess with it? He wasn't wrong. Wish he'd be more of a Republican sometimes, but that's a whole different story. That's the first type of election. Joe knows it well. He's still up in Maryland. The second type of election is, hey, things really suck and it's time to change things. Remember Obama? Hope he changey. Remember that? I mean, it's not complicated, folks. There's really two meta messages, macro messages you can run on. Things are great. I did it. Let's let's continue it. Or things suck and I'm here to change it. Now, there's all kinds of subsets and things. We get that. But my question to you is if Donald Trump is running on, hey, the economy's motoring along. I've got the numbers to prove it. Look at your 401k and look at the job numbers. And the Democrats' message is the opposite. Things suck. Let's change them. What evidence do they have that that's true? Listen, things get, unfortunately, we're in such debt. I'm afraid things could downturn any minute. But they're not. And the president is instituting a set of policies, tax cuts and deregulation, getting the red tape out of the way, that is assisting this economic boom to continue in in an unprecedented fashion. So if this is either a continue election or a no change in election, the question for the Democrats is obvious. Change what? What do you want to change? You're running to change this. Pretty soon voters are going to say, okay, change what? My 401k, my job, what do you, what do you want to change? 
Ladies and gentlemen, swing state polls are devastating. If President Trump wins Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania again, the Democrats, you understand, have no path to victory. None. They have no legitimate path to victory. There is nowhere to go. The president's performing exceptionally well in Ohio, in Florida, in Iowa. There is no path for them. They will suffer an electoral college landslide again. Those numbers on Friday for jobs were outstanding. Income growth, wages. I, I'm, I'm being candid with you, but I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I would never have, 260, I would have guessed 180 to 200,000 jobs. If you had put me on the spot, I would have guessed 200 max. I'm a little more cautious with economics and economic numbers and financial data. 266 is a blowout number. They have nowhere to go. All right, one final story today. Legal Insurrection always does a great job. This will be up in the show notes. You know, Adam Schiff has no credibility whatsoever, documented, discredited, hoaxer and liar. But now, Joe, he's transferring mm-hmm. his lies, not just from the collusion hoax and this is a whistleblower, fake whistleblower hoax. He's transferring them on the policy as well. So Legal Insurrection piece by our buddy Fuzzy Slippers over there. This will be in the show notes today. Uh, Adam Schiff says, an AOC lambasted for misrepresenting Trump administration's new food stamp rules. We talked about Trump uh, and his new, which excellent policy hat to President yeah. Trump. They are reforming food stamp rules. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can work and you don't have dependents and you are not disabled and you don't have kids and you are able-bodied, get your ass to work. There, if I ever run for president, well, that's going to be my motto. Get your ass to work if you can work. Sorry. <laughs> get your ass to work. That's so insensitive. Tough noogies. Paula, what do we tell our daughter? Get your ass to work. We've been bothering her the whole time. She's 15. She's got to work. Go to work. Why am I paying you? Food stamps. Me, you, Paula, Joe, all the listeners. Go to work. Go to work. Exclamation point. You're hurting my feelings. Get your ass to work. (laughs) Put the Snuggie down. <laughs> Go to work. Put the bag of marshmallows down. Oh, get out of mama's basement man. and get to work. I got to. Oh, man. Yeah, get to work. Oh. Joe, Joe's kids in the just graduated Marine boot camp. <laughs> he got to work. Get to work. There's nothing hard. That's the hardest job in the world. God bless our Marines. Get to work. So, of course, Adam Schiff, look at his tweet. He's got to lie about it. Trump wants people who can work to get to work. Adam Schiff, sleazeball liar. Trump is seeking to kick millions of families and children off food assistance. Total lie. This does not apply to people with kids or people who are disabled, who are not able-bodied, or people who have dependents. It is not true. He's lying because that's what he does. Meanwhile, he's preparing to send another $14 billion to Big Ag. His values are clear. Welfare for corporations. Hungry. Hunger for American families. This guy's just a liar. Total liar. Total, I mean, a complete sleazeball. A total liar. Ladies and gentlemen, the food stamp reform does not apply to people with dependents, not even just kids. Does not apply to people who are not able-bodied, people who are having issues. It does not apply. It also does not apply to people who are following the rules, able-bodied, and seeking work. And the bottom line is, get to work. Get your ass up and go work. I work. Paula works. Joe works. 
everybody in my family, when they can work, I push them into a job. And let me tell you, my daughter doesn't need to work, but she needs to work. If you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Get to work. Yeah. Go work. Go take up the little Joe hypothesis and go enter the military. Go into boot camp. Contribute value to the world. Go to your local restaurant. Go to your, go pick up a paper route. By the time I was 16, I think I was on my third job. Mm. I had a paper route. I worked in uh, Edwards or finest supermarket. It wasn't the time. Well, I don't even remember. Well, when I worked in a cemetery, dude, get to work. Take your ass, this thing, get up and go to work. Ass up, work. <laughs> Here, let me do this again. Ass, seat, up, up. work. Work. They're this way. There's the door. Here, get to work. There's the door. (laughs) Get your ass, ass off the seat and go to work. Ass, seat, door, job. No. (laughs) Paul's like, sit up. Go to work. Go to work. Get to work. (laughs) Go to work. I have one final thing for you today before we end this show. Get to work. See you later. Catch you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24 seven at D Bongino.